It's the 28th of September, 2021. We've come to train our our minds to cultivate samadhi. And we do this with the foundation of sila, or virtue, which is this foundation for our hearts. So having composure over our actions of body and speech, this is something that's very important uh, because this is the foundation, the root of all Dhamma. In order to be virtuous and keep our precepts well, we need to have this quality of kanti, of forbearance, with all of the moods, all of the sense objects that we experience. So the first of these precepts is Anatipata. Uh, so not taking any life, not harming life. This is something that we need to forbear with in order to, to keep that. Because all minds which take birth, um, all of them experience suffering. And it's like we're all members of the same family, we're all relatives of each other, in that all of us gain these bodies which must get old, they must grow painful, and they must die. And all of us experience this. All of us must be separated from the things that we find dear. And each mind desires happiness and doesn't want to experience any suffering. And so we should then have kindness towards each other, have a sense of self-sacrifice, sharing the things that we have to other people and spreading these around. Um, But we do that in line with our means. And so through this then we gain happiness which arises within our hearts. And so people who are born into this world, um, they need to seek out things, to seek out wealth in order to support their own lives and that of their family. Perhaps the husband goes off to find wealth and uh, the wife takes care of the children. And if the children succeed, then their parents um, feel at ease, their hearts feel at ease. But if the children have problems, give rise to problems, um, then there's a lot of suffering that comes up within the hearts of the parents. And then who should we blame in that case? Should we blame others or should we blame ourselves? And where is it that these children came from? And how is it that they were born? Were they born because of us? So we decided to give birth to them, but we're not able to choose what our children are going to be like, whether they're going to be good or whether they're going to be bad. And so then we shouldn't blame other people, but rather we look and we point the finger back at ourselves first. Because the things that we get, um, they arrive through the karma that we've made, either the good karma or the bad karma. And each person has their own karma that they have created. So you see, in this present day, that there's this collective karma that we've all made together, which has brought about this COVID virus um, and the spread of the pandemic. 
And so this is due to the kama that we've made. And that's following the principles of Buddhism. But if we don't understand that, then we may think that um, this, it's not so fair. We may think that everyone should be born in an equal state. But if everyone was equal, then that would be heaven. Well, actually, in heaven, people are still different there. The, the beings there are still different through the barami that they have created. They have a lot of barami, spiritual virtues, or a little. And so perhaps um, we have enough food and shelter and stuff to uh, not give rise to problems and agitation in our lives. Uh, but still the barami that people have, they differ, whether it's a lot or a little. And that's the case for everyone in this world, because this isn't Nibbāna. So we shouldn't blame other people uh, due to um, about this inequality or not getting what we want or as much as others, because these things arise due to us due to the fact that we have been born. That suffering can only arise because me arises first. And so, following on from that, there's physicality, there's mentality. But if these minds didn't get born, then we wouldn't be able to receive any suffering whatsoever. Having been born already, then we should put our efforts into building up Barami these spiritual virtues, into being generous, into being virtuous, into cultivating our minds. So that we, when the people who do this, who set their hearts on this, it shows that they are wise people. But there are many, many people who don't have this wisdom, who use their life in this world to harm others. And this harming, it's just kind of changed its form in this present day that people now steal in a modern way. They hurt each other in a modern way, they cheat in a modern way, they kill in a modern way. Um, because the world is now modern, it's developed. And it's actually easier to do these things than it was before. If we want to verbally abuse someone, to shout at them, to scold them, then we can easily do that. Because that's just how things are in this present day and age. But it's not right to be doing that. And if we do that, then we're lacking in moral integrity, aren't we? And it's easier for people to steal and cheat and swindle these days, for example. So we really need to be cautious around these activities, realizing how this opportunity that we have right now is a very good one, because it gives us uh, the chance to train our minds. But those who are intent on this practice are very few. There are many people who are generous and say if there were 10,000 generous people, it would be difficult to find 100 people amongst those who were virtuous, who kept the five precepts every day or even just kept the five precepts on the Lunar Observance Days. And out of 10,000 virtuous people, it's hard to find a hundred who have this interest in listening to the Dhamma, 
in cultivating states of samadhi, be very difficult to find just a hundred individuals. And out of those who are intent on training themselves in meditation, to find just a handful who have the faith and the sincerity to ordain and take on the robes, it's really not easy um, to find those people. It's even more difficult. And out of all of those, those who have ordained already, um, to find one who is able to stay in the robes for a long time, and that's even more difficult. And why is that? Well, it's because of the desire, the pleasure that we find in sights and sounds and uh, odors, tastes, tactile sensations. And these things pull the mind out into the world. And if we don't see the danger in them, and the danger in the mind which is frantic and stirred up uh, due to this liking, then we just won't be able to stay on in the robes. And so it's really not easy to stay as a monk. But whatever the case, we need to be bringing up this quality of forbearance, of patient endurance. And this is uh, the quality that we should bring up first. We need to endure with all of the sense experiences that we come across, all of the sense objects which enter into the mind. So kanti, this forbearance, is the supreme incinerator um, of defilements. So even if people um, shout at us, perhaps even if they are, are abusive towards us, then we don't respond in kind. And what would that be like then? Well, it's really difficult to do that. It can be a lot of suffering. The mind can be really hot um, when we're enduring in that way. And perhaps we want to argue Perhaps we want to get back, we want to start shouting at them, we may even want to hit them. If we get very angry, we may want to punch them. And this is how it is when the mind is full of anger. So therefore we need to come to train these minds so that they improve, so that they're better than what they were before. And so we understand how all beings who are born need to meet with a lot of suffering, need to meet with a lot of difficulty. And there's no one in this world who has absolutely everything that they want. And even though we may have many things, may be close to a state of completion, um, we still have to be separated from all of those things. And that's just the law of nature for it to be that way. But if we contemplate um, this nature of birth, and then we'll see what it's really like, and we'll see just how important this breath is. As a, a small baby in the womb, we have that breath there. And if a baby in the womb, it, it runs out of breath, it doesn't have breath, then it won't be able to survive, it will have to die. And these elements, the fire elements and the water, and the 
earth and the air elements, they nourish the cells in their baby's body and so that they develop and carry on growing until eventually their baby is born. But when it's born, it still has this breath, whether it's standing, sitting, walking, lying down, then we all have that breath. Whether we're speaking, we're listening, we're thinking, we're eating, we always have breath with us. And wherever we go, we take this breath along with us. And so this is something that's easy for us to find, this breath and this oxygen. But then we also require more than that as well. We require shelter and food and clothing and medicine too. But these things, especially in this current crisis, can be quite difficult to find for some people. And there are many people who are lacking in these necessities. And then, uh, what's more, there's also other disasters that are coming along. Floods, for example. And this is increasing the suffering of humanity. But we shouldn't think that that's just how things are now, that it's especially bad now, uh, because these things have been going on for a very long time. It's been like this for a long time already. It just depends on whether it happens a lot or it happens a little, just that. But whatever the case, if we are ones who have enough, then we should help out other people. We should be self-sacrificing. We should be raising up our barami in this way. And this is a really good opportunity right now to cultivate goodness, to cultivate hearts of kindness and compassion through helping people who are going through difficulty and suffering. And so we can take this up as a practice and we do it in line with our means, in line with the energy that we have. And we can do a bit a day. We don't have to do a huge amount. We just help each other out bit by bit. In this current situation, these crises of the pandemic and also in the economic crisis too, then there are many people in society in a very difficult state. And so we make sure that we don't harm each other through actions of body or speech. And in these modern times, where so many things are online, and then it's easy for us to uh, create harm online. We can scold each other, we can criticize and blame and rebuke and insult one another. And there are many, many people who do this. So we need to understand that when we're born into this world, uh, the condition that we're born into is due to the barami and the, the karma that we've created previously. But there are many people now who say that everyone should be equal. But really, the status that we have, um, the state into which we're born, whether we have a lot of mindfulness and wisdom or a little, that depends upon the barami that we have created. And these things, they're not equal um, between people. But they are things that we can seek out. They're things that we can find, that we can develop. And we can increase the wisdom and the mindfulness that we have. We can bring up 
this power of forbearance. And so it's not something that we should just wait around. We need to train ourselves in it. For example, this quality of samadhi, this firmness and collectedness of mind, this is something that we need to train ourselves in, in order for it to arise. And if we just sit around doing nothing, then there's no way that it can come up. And if we don't do walking meditation, we don't sit in meditation, then we're not going to get these states of samadhi. Or if we don't chant, then we won't get benefits from that. Whereas children, children need to have effort in their studies, need to be seeking out wisdom to gain for themselves. And they have parents who support them in this. But it's also not the case that they need to be first as well, that they need to get first place. And if others um, get better marks or do better than them, um, then they should feel happy for them. And if we have this attitude, then we're able to stay together in the world well. Because we can't just stay off all by ourselves. And therefore we need to have kindness and compassion towards one another. So we should endeavor to train these minds of ours. So if we don't train them, then they'll always be rushing after the sense impressions that they experience. And that's all they do, that's all we experience. If it's something that we like, then we become happy. If it's something that we dislike, we become upset. And the mind just proliferates upon these emotions. It's especially important for monks to train themselves and to be training themselves more than what the lay people do, to be bringing up more of this quality of endurance, to have more kindness, more compassion, to really be putting in effort into this training. And it's a good opportunity that we have because this country of Thailand, it's a very peaceful country, and that's due to the king and his kindness and compassion. And he's a good example for the people. He has a lot of generosity and makes offerings to the monastics regularly. And even though he may not go himself, he um, gives that duty to others uh, to go and make these offerings. And he also supports and takes care of the uh, nursing of many monks who are sick. And if uh, with some monks who are very old, and he uh, offers uh, electric golf carts for them to use. And even sends a lot of food uh, to different monasteries, and so that they're not lacking in any way. He has this quality of virtue, sila, and is devoted to training himself in samadhi. And so he is really intent on, on doing this, that even though he uh, has everything himself, or he has uh, enough, he still goes out and uh, develops his barami by helping out and supporting the monks and also helping out in society as well. 
And so therefore the Thai people, whether they're monastics or lay people, have a really good opportunity to practice, to be developing their minds, to be cultivating generosity, cultivating virtue. It's a really good opportunity because there are so many monasteries, so many places of practice that we can go to. And the king supports and protects these places. So we have this good opportunity to be training our minds. And so we should be doing this. We should be giving rise to these states of samadhi. And wherever the monks go, then people have respect for them. And they raise their hands in Anjali. Uh, because the monastics are wearing uh, the, bar- the banner of the Arahants, this victory banner, these robes that we wear. And so we should be practicing, training these minds, always refining and polishing our hearts, and be devoted to do this, to raising up the level of our minds, and to not skip out, but really be trying, really be raising up our wisdom and using wisdom to look after our minds and guide our minds. We should be keeping a close watch on our hearts as well and asking ourselves, what are they like right now? Have they gotten involved in liking or in disliking? And then we train and we practice. So even though we may not have got any of the paths or the fruits yet, Uh, We haven't experienced maga, pala, or nibbana. But what we're doing is we're building up our barami. And we do this day in, day out. And in the end, we will know into this very deep and refined dhamma. So this is something that we should try to do. And even though it may be difficult, we still try. No matter how difficult it gets, we still try. And this is the duty of the monks. And we should be contemplating these requisites that we've been given and how they come to us through the barami of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, and also the kindness, compassion, and faith of the laity. And so may all of you really set your hearts on this, and for the laity as well, to set your hearts on training your own mind, to be making them firm, and to be bringing awareness to the breath, And when we have mindfulness of the breath, then that mindfulness may gather together in different places. It may get really firm at the top of our heads, or our forehead, or the tip of our nose, or our chest. And this may be the location where samadhi comes together. So whatever place things gather together, then that's where we should be looking and placing our attention. And then when the mind retracts from that state, then we contemplate into the nature of instability and of change, how things aren't sure. And even the state of samadhi that we have cultivated, that we have developed, this too is something which is not sure. And then we can come back and look into this world and ask ourselves, is there anything in this world which is sure, which is stable? Look into these bodies of ours and see how nothing within these bodies is permanent or stable. And here we can see how, or we begin to, to see and observe um, 
the aspect of not-self within this body. So may each of you really try to do this. <laughs>